All right, let's go. It's Sunday Pour. The weekend edition is here. NBA season is over. We have new world champion, the, Mo- the Milwaukee Bucks. Almost like the Milwaukee Brewers, there, right? Uh, and the dog, that'd, be a, that'd be a first. That would be the yeah, very first, yeah. Uh, the dog days, that's a good question. I wonder, like, what is the what team could compete in another sport? I mean, that's a really impossible question, but it's a good question for a rainy day. Um, like, what I like, could bad example, but like, could the Yankees, like, would the Yankees be good, uh, basketball team, you know? Something right. Like I would, yeah, are they a good baseball team? We should start there. <laughs> That's another question, yeah. That's a that's a much that's a much more difficult question, actually. Uh, and the dog days of summer are officially here now with no basketball, hockey's over. We just got baseball. We're already even past the baseball all star game. August is right around the corner. I think we are officially in the dog days of summer. NFL right around the corner. You know, a few shows ago we mentioned how close it was getting. Yeah. I'm already. I already got a headache from fantasy. Like thinking about just being in all the leagues. Like I'm just, now. I'm getting to the point where I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Uh, well, how, do you cap yourself at how many leagues you do? I have three, and I cap myself at two leagues. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> going yeah. Over, going over great. I uh, always have to say no to a, a league or two just because I can't go more than two. Can't do it. Yeah. Any sport. Three's way too many. But um, I still do it. It's work. Once it becomes three teams, it's work. It's miserable. It's, it's one team is work. And, it's, and if you run a league, too, like, forget it. Like, uh, yeah. it's it really – it's just a big pain in the ass. Um, and I'm a guy who loves fantasy sports, so I guess I have it uh, coming. I have it coming. I guess that was the uh, – the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Aunt? Like the – Glutton. Glutton for punishment. Yeah, definitely glutton for punishment. But I think all the years of doing it have worn on me, and I'm just jaded – veteran fantasy player there's no getting out you can't get out at this point too much of a good thing yeah maybe i can finagle my way out of it i want to win the other i I came the league i want to quit not because of shit about fucking fantasy but the league i want to quit uh i i almost won last year i came and i lost in the championship but i really just want to win that league and go on a high note you know right because it'll seem like sour grapes if you go out on a loss yeah I should just fucking do it anyway, but whatever. I'll be back. <laughs> an idiot. I'll be back. Yeah, I've had leagues like that where you just want to win, so just you can leave, and then you don't win, so you can't leave. Yeah, it's really annoying. It's, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible to win these stupid fucking leagues. But you kind of just root for disbandment. Mm-hmm. Just root for it to go by the wayside. It's one less one less thing you got to do. Oh yeah, maybe I'll sabotage it or something. I can find a way to. Just get everybody to quit. So I'm, I'm yeah. not the one who quits. I just cause everybody to quit. I've done that before too. Well, I mean, ninety percent of my life is trying to get out of shit. So why would a fantasy league be any different? That's true. That's true. I mean, if I put that much, if I put as much effort into like productive shit as I did to not doing shit, <laughs> the world would be a better place. <laughs> no pollution. <laughs> oceans, yeah. would, oceans would be clean. Everything would be better. <laughs> Stop trying to fucking get out of the wedding that you have to go to. You know you have to go. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're fighting a losing battle, but you have no problem fighting it, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's worth the old college try, I guess. But most never of the know. time, you, you just got to sack up and go to whatever you got to do. You might get lucky, though. You got to put your feelers out there. If you don't put them out there, you're never going to know. 
Fair. I guess that's a fair point. You never know. Yeah. And if you really don't want to, you just got to be like, well, if we didn't go to this wedding, it's not the worst thing in the world. And then, oh. then, they be, then they're like, well, why is it not the worst thing in the world? Like, okay, I'm gone. <laughs> right. Just, Open bar. And the, and the wedding is the extreme example because it's hard to get out of a wedding. They give you so much time. That, I think that's the reason people give you so much time. It's because if you spring a wedding on someone like two or three weeks out, it's so easy to come up with an excuse. You get a lot of no-shows, for sure. And I'm, and I'm talking about, I'm not talking about immediate family. Immediate family's stuck. I'm talking about the friend, like the fringe friend, the non-wedding party friend, maybe like co-worker. Like that person, automatic excuse. Ah, we're away that weekend. You can't pull that when they drop a save the date on you 14 months out. It's true. Very true. I mean, it's ballsy if you do. If you try and convince someone you book something like a year and a half out. That's true. Att- shot, attendance, but, eh. attendance at weddings is pretty high. I mean, if you're invited, a lot of people don't say no unless they don't live close or you know, traveling's involved or el- they're elderly. Oh uh, yeah, we've talked about that. Like that's the place you want to get to. That's the one benefit of being old, man. There's so much that goes into it that sucks, but <laughs> you could just say no to shit, specifically weddings, without any repercussion. Yeah, it'd be fine because like, oh, he's old. It's all right. That's it. No yeah. one's going to give you shit for that. And if, you, if someone does give you shit, fuck you. Yeah, you what an asshole picking on an old guy. Yeah. You just want to get special. to a point. You just want to get to a point where you could say no to shit. And yeah. there's no reason. Repercussion proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few, very few benefits. Even like the early bird special, it sounds like a benefit, but it's a smaller portion. Right. It's cheaper, but it's smaller. It's like you get what you pay for. Yeah. And a lot of places doing early bird specials probably aren't the most, the highest of quality. Diners. Diners do it. Okay. Diners. What do they get? I'm going to have to look into that. I'm going to have to look into the early bird special and see what you're getting at a diner. But at my diner, is always like, uh, I don't know, it's a few dinner, like a fish option and a meatloaf option. And, uh, you know, you get, a, you get the meat and a veg, maybe a potato. And then you probably get like a cup of coffee and like a scoop of ice cream or something. Maybe you get a soup. That's pretty definitely oh, start, yeah. start with the start with the soup, cup of soup. Um, the elderly elderly the elderly will go nuts for the for the yeah. soup. Oh yeah, of course, basket of bread. Yeah, actually it's pretty yeah. I remember I remember the soup. Now that I'm thinking about it. Uh yeah, get up with the basket of bread out there. Coffees, teas, dessert, you know, a piece of pie or something for dessert, ice cream. Meat, meatloaf, one of those things you don't get too many places. That's more of a homemade dish. Yeah, you have any good meatloaf places? I think it would have to. I think the only one you could do is a diner. It's got to be a trusted diner. But I don't when know. I live I, in Port, when I live in Portland for my honeymoon, I went to this place. It's called, uh, give them a free plug, even though they're not a sponsor. It's called <laughs> Duck Fat. Okay. They're kind of known for their sandwiches. I think they're known for their fries more. Okay. I think they make them in duck fat, if I had to guess. I don't know. It was good, it was good shit, whatever it was. That would one sense. of the sandwiches we split, me and my wife, was a meatloaf something. Pretty good. Not something you'd get, not something you order out, meatloaf. Because it's just one of those things kind of easy to make. Meatloaf sandwiches are good, though. Underrated. You don't yeah. see, you know, they're, they're few and far between, which make them underrated. There, see, because there's not really outside of a diner. There's not really any places that do that American comfort food. There's a lot of burger joints and wings places, but those are 
it's usually like loud, noisy places. Like yes. a, a meatloaf meal or meatloaf sandwich, like that's like a very that's a that's a small family restaurant type place. Cozy, quiet, uh, not loud, not a sports bar, or anything like that. You're not, you're not getting a meatloaf sandwich at a sports bar. I'll tell you that right now. Probably not. Um, where did the, where did meatloaf originate? That's a good one. I'm gonna say it feels like an American dish. I have no it has idea. Has to be. I have no idea though, and I'm only saying it because like there's the ketchup on top. As a <laughs> right, it's a purely American thing. You looking up the origins of meatloaf? Over there? I am. All right, it says United it. States. There you go. That's that's where. All right, so we're on the right. Let's see. We're seven, on the right track. Seventeen. Seven. No, no. Eighteen fifteen. Late eighteen seventies. According to the food historian Andrew Smith, who told us that it instructed the cook to finely chop whatever cold meat you have. Okay. Then I guess he put it all together and how came a meatloaf. All right. What state was it? Did it say? Mm. Yeah, Pennsylvania or something. Pennsylvania Dutch settlers. There you go. There 18th you go. century, courtesy of it, Pennsylvania Dutch settlers who were partial to an astir concoction called scrapple. It's like the peasant food, kind of. Oh, 100%. Cheap, cheap option. What's scrapple? Yeah. I don't know. When was like the, the, you know, I know New Haven takes credit for the burger, but the burger is before the meatloaf, right? I don't think so. Meatloaf is just a bunch of meat, and you cut it up. A burger, you have to you have condiments, and you put it on put it on a bun. There's a lot more goes into a burger. Mm. Meatloaf, you just shove in the oven, chop. It I up. just figured because the meatloaf was bigger. No, I'm gonna say yeah. No, it makes more sense that the to me it makes more sense that the meatloaf predates the hamburger. Okay, so 19th or early 20th century. So yeah, yeah the burger was after. Bread is kind of a luxury, no? I mean. But so was meat, yeah. I guess. So was meat, I guess. So putting them all together would be like uh, extravagant. I feel like I would have been way better at inventing shit back then, like because they were still inventing simple shit like burgers. <laughs> Nowadays, you know, we're trying to get to Mars. Like I'm, I'm not. My brain's not like equipped for that shit. <laughs> like when the hand, when all these like hamburgers were being invented, I feel like I, I would have been. That would have been like my. Uh, Wheelhouse. I, yeah. I mean, even you then, have to be too smart to invent now, shit nowadays. Yeah, but even then, though, like it would be hard to come by the shit you needed for a hamburger. Like, if you have this, uh, if you have beef lying around, you're going to do what you, whatever, I don't know what you do with it, but like you would do what you normally would do because you got to survive. It's not like you have, if, if you're just kind of like a middle class person. You're not going to be experimenting with food. Like, oh, I fucked that one up. I got to throw this shit out. And you're just going to do what you know. I think you, you just got to eat the fuck ups. Well, I don't know. Yeah, well, I think you got to get creative, but you got you to gotta eat your fuck ups. I don't think you had time to be creative, though. You're just, you're, if you're thinking you have like certain luxuries that you have now, yeah. paired, paired with uh, fewer luxuries, meaning like no hamburger. 
<laughs> like, but you know, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have the time or the inclination. I don't think to invent them. Maybe not. Maybe you, not. You're trying to find how to stay warm for the winter. You got to start selling hamburgers. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's all right. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, good business. That's fair. Um, I got. I got to say, I saw. I saw a ridiculous move at an ATM today. ATM move. All right. Yeah. So I always get stuck in the worst lines. It's just. It's just magnet for just people who just don't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and there's nothing. ATMs have been around a while, right? You'd say. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Since I was a kid, at least. Yeah. Like, we still, as a society, have not figured out the ATM. And I just can't, I just can't understand it, man. I mean, there was two cars in front of me. One of them taking forever. Forever. All right, finally, they get out. Then, a move that I have never in my life seen woman pulls up in a jeep suv not important i guess in the driver's seat i see her climb over the passenger seat out the passenger side go around and use the atm (laughs) of course wasn't a you know wasn't quick still got the job done goes around in the passenger door, into the driver's seat. So it begs the question, is the driver's seat, driver's door broken? Window broken? Uh, just like not, doesn't understand how a drive-through works? Saying, my guess is you couldn't reach through the window. Didn't want to open the door and like maybe ding it. So instead she climbed over all her upholstery in her car, I guess. And walked around, but but this is a is there like a a storefront to this uh, ATM also? Like, could you go into the bank also? Like, if it was open? Well, it was after hours. But um, okay, but you can, but there's still like a vestibule with an ATM in it, right? Uh that I don't know. It's my wife's bank; she's more familiar with it than I am. I would assume there probably is. Yeah, there has to be. There usually is. Which begs the question for me. If you're gonna get out of your fucking car anyway, why are you doing it in the drive-up lane? Shorter walk. This woman, trust me, probably in it for the shorter walk. Oh man, but it just really holds up people who are just there for the drive-through. Like, I'm not a big you... fan of the drive-through ATM. No, me neither. Me neither. But I understand. Sometimes it happens, though. Yeah. It feels. It feels like it's gonna be quicker. Um, it's all right. But uh, I just, um, if you're going to get out of the fucking car anyway. But yeah, but, but again, we've talked about this a million times before. It's just not giving a shit about the people around you at all. <laughs> no. No. And you know for damn sure that when that person in front of her was taken forever, she was like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> and as soon, as soon as we get to the front of the line, we just forget about all the hardships. We forget about those eight minutes that we spent when we were in the back of the line, and we totally, we just totally make it about ourselves again. That's it. That's it. Once we get to the, once we get to the top of the mountain, we forget about all the little people. Yeah, there's almost no way she's in her car going. It's all right. I get it. Take your time. Do what you got to do. I'm in the no. Rush. 
No, she's like, who's this son of a bitch up here taking eight minutes? Asshole. Yeah, absolutely right. There's only so many options at an ATM. That's the thing I don't understand. You're taking money out or you're putting money in. What else are you really – there's not any, – anything above that, you got to go meet with a teller or a representative. Do you make deposits at the ATM? Sometimes. Oh, a I'm check. Never, I almost never do that. Very, no, very rarely. No. I like I like meeting with a yeah. with a teller if I have a check, but uh, yeah, I have I like yeah. Sal Romano gets out of trouble. Sal Romano, wow, but yeah, I, I don't. Um, I do like dealing with a human being on in that sense. Yeah. Uh, even like when I place horse bets, I like <laughs> dealing with the human. I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just not trusting technology. Uh, like my wife will get on me for not going. My wife gets on me for going to the bank whenever I have a check because she'll just go to an ATM. Wow. But I just feel really? like it's, it, it's, it could be – it's also line dependent. Like I'm not going to sit in a drive through line if the ATM is like 3D. I basically will go with the shortest line. I've, I've, want, I've been in a situation where I'll be get, going to – my plan is to go to a teller There'll be like four or five people in line, and there's like one teller working, and I'm like, "Fuck, I have to go to the ATM." I'm just, I'm trying, I'm just trying to maximize my time. I know I plan my trips to the bank around what I know, like I know, like a Friday is me crowd. Like I don't, I refuse to go to a teller on a Friday. Like I have, if I have a check, I'll just sit on it until Monday instead of going on lunch on a Friday. Oh, okay, I see. I like I, if I have to go to the bank on a Friday, I sneak out like. 10 a.m. Nice, or I'll yeah. wait until like four o'clock. Yeah, I can't go yeah. lunch hours. You yeah. gotta avo- avoid crowds at all costs at a yeah. bank for yeah. sure. But nobody's nobody's cashing checks on a Monday though. Just know that. No, Monday's the perfect time. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've done that. I sit on a check till Monday for sure. Yeah, you gotta do that. Yeah. Any any anything to avoid people, of course. It's, that's the entire goal of life. And right. <laughs> And people, yeah, avoiding avoiding uh, weddings, avoiding people, hand in hand. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So that's what. Uh, what do you call it? Um, ATM story. There wasn't really more to it. She got. She did what she had to do, and she got back in the car. But we <laughs> see. I at first. At first, I was. I when I saw her do it, I was like, Ah, she. Did she get out of the driver's seat? I was like, no, it must, have been pa- <laughs> must have been the passenger seat. Maybe it was – maybe she didn't want the person in the driver's seat knowing her pin code. and what, You know, Costanza, yeah. mm-hmm. one of those moves. Yep. Uh, but then when she got back in, I'm like, she's climbing over. She's climbing <laughs> over. She's the driver. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that before. That's a, that's a crazy See something move. new every day. Not even at like uh... – Drive through it at McDonald's or anything? No, no, I've never okay. seen that at all. Nope. And I'll, I'll say one thing because I went to uh, I went to this place on Tuesday before we taped. By the way, apologies to the crowd. I felt to the audience. I felt like my brain was absolutely fried on Tuesday night. I basically came from the beach to the podcast studio. <laughs> my brain was fried. My skin was fried. It's turned into a tan since. It was my first time basically out in the sun all summer. It was like rain. It's been raining every weekend, so I took a little advantage of it. You sounded pretty – the whole show, you sounded like Spicoli. Basically. <laughs> it was weird. But. 
<laughs> no, was, I caught a couple no waves. Way. I did catch a couple waves as I was urinating the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's adding to it. It's adding to the rest of the piss in there. Right. So, so I went to this place up, up like outside of Mystic on the way back. All right. For dinner, and it's it's a kind of a casual place, but it's very. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Abbott's. Very touristy. Meatloaf joint or no meatloaf joint? <laughs> this is sea, This is a lobster joint. Seafood, okay. uh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And it's a, it's, it's a nice little atmosphere, but I think they just get by mostly on their atmosphere between you and me. But not, not important to the story. I'm not going to kill them. BYOB place, which is cool. Nice. And it's, anything that's BYOB is okay. We yeah. saved you a few bucks. Yep, yep. Uh, people... When they get, and this goes back to waiting in line. We had to wait in line for a half hour. It's, you know, it's like going to Pepe's for the first time. It's, you know what I mean? It, it's that, it's got that type of reputation. Wow. And it's a Tuesday night at like six o'clock. Wow. People don't know how to order when they get up to a window. That is the point I'm trying to make. No, there's no, there's, there's, like, if you're ordering for a big crowd, and that happened, I saw a couple people, maybe there was two or three people there, and they were ordering for, like, ten people who probably went and got a table. Mm-hmm. Once you say uh, two lobster bisques, let's say, you can't be coming back at the end of the order and being like, oh, one more lobster bisque and one, uh, one more calamari. And add another. <laughs> There's got to be a rhythm. There's got to be a rhythm to your order. To the point where, like, we're, I was at a place like that similar on Saturday mm-hmm. with my wife, and it was it was eight of us, her family, and mm-hmm. I went up with the order, and it was uh, written down, and I had it like in perfect, I'm like, okay, two people are getting hot dogs, and I see one, two, three people are getting this, so I'm gonna throw those on at the same time. These other people are animals, animals. Yeah, organize. Organized and not it, it not only helps the people working there again, nobody gives a shit about these people apparently helps no. helps them, but it just makes the thing go makes the whole ordering process go by so much quicker for you personally. Do it for yourself, well, you know. Well, sure, it'll make the line go faster, it'll help the people working there, but just for you, it may this make the process go so much smoother. And really, with the cell phone, there's no excuse for not having it written down. Just Perfect written list, down. yes, no perfect excuse. list, it should be. Yeah, I'm not just going to make like an Excel file and email it two days ahead of time. Just fucking write it down in your notes and read it off. I also feel like the better, the more organized you are, the less of a chance they're going to fuck up your order. Absolutely. Yeah. You start adding shit on and on. It's like, oof, you don't know, you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there's times when I've been completely organized and they still fuck it up, but that's a whole other story. Oh, well, you know. And that's also that's also an advantage to going inside and not using a drive-through. We've talked about that before in the past. I know. Yes. You got to go inside and face-to-face action. I think mean goes a long way. Yeah. A drive-through. You you know some of these drive-throughs. Who knows? You ever get mad at a person taking too long at like a McDonald's drive-through? Yes. Like, what are you ordering? You know, four-course meal in there. Like how much shit could you possibly be ordering? I remember, like when I was a kid, you know, you're you're stoned at a drive through with four of your friends, and it didn't take this long. Yeah, you're ordering like thirty two things off the dollar menu. Yeah, number you know numbers this, numbers that, six of these, six of those, uh, Sprite, 
we'll split it. A large sprite will split it. Yeah, that's how I am with when it comes to order. I want to make things easier for the people who are taking their my order, and also just, just make, make it easier on yourself. Just, just, just streamline the process, man. Just make it easy for everybody. Like when yeah. we're in line, you know, I know we've been to Pepe's like a million times, but going anywhere, <laughs> going for pizza. When you're in line, you the car ride there. You're talking about all right. We're getting this and this, and you know. Like I'm yeah. always like I, I'm always ready when I order anything. I mean, whether I've been to a place one time or a hundred times, like prepare, be prepared. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Nobody, I, uh, nobody follows this shit. They just treat yeah. people like they're the help. And if no. I want to order one thing now and five minutes later add on to this, and ten minutes later add something else, they don't care. I don't think people do what we do. I don't know how far it reaches, but I know it's like within our family and like a few, yeah, it goes out a little further than that. But I don't think anybody else has that conversation in the car on the way to pizza place. What are we getting? First of all, you should know because it's a pizza place, right? There's only so many options, right? There's not like, <laughs> there's not like these crazy weird ass options on it. Like it's just, you know, it's on the menu. You know what the toppings are. You know what you're like. You've had pizza 4 million times. Yeah. It's pretty simple. It's just a matter of how many we're getting, large, small, you know, medium. Are we getting the clam this time around? Are we getting the, are we trying the, you know, the summer pie this time around? And it's just, it's, it's just, you, you bang out those questions early, get it in, you go in prepared and you order. Any pizza place, doesn't it be Peppy's? Any pizza place. Any pizza place, yeah. And nowadays with the internet, I don't care what <laughs> restaurant you're going to, you can go on and see. Yeah. What they, I go and prepare all the time now. And I, if I know I'm going somewhere and it's my first time, I go and prepared. Yeah. And then I'm, then I'm, then I get hit with the specials. Now I got a decision to make. Yeah. I've but already you, narrowed it down though. on the regular man. Yeah, of yeah, course. But you're prepared. Yeah. You yeah. gotta, you gotta be prepared when you go out, you know, because people, I don't, can't I don't be treating the waiter like they're your fucking slave, man. Come I, on. I don't go as far. I mean, I guess I'll look at the menu, but I don't go as far to like examine it like you do. Oh, I, I do a nice couple days out. I examine it. So you're doing the Excel spreadsheet two days in advance. Right. Well, I wouldn't call it an Excel spreadsheet, but like I've, <laughs> if you ask me about the menu, I could break it down All right. a little bit. I can tell you what they got. I'll give you a few prices. Right. Guys, <laughs> guys memorizing the menu. A few more days, it could be a stool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so uh, speaking of Goodfellas, this is not really a big topic conversation, but moving next week, next Thursday would be the eve of when we move. And uh, every place I've ever moved into, the first move, like the first thing I do is bring the TV in. And yeah. the first thing I do is put Goodfellas on the TV. I won't be doing- Set the DVD player up. Yeah, I won't be doing that exactly this time around because I can't have Goodfellas on in the middle of the day. But once the kids go to bed, Goodfellas will be the first thing on that TV uh, just to keep up tradition. And I got to gotta break in the new place the right way, you know? Do, do you have a timetable for when the cable will be hooked up? How long will you be watching DVDs for? Because I had, when I moved a couple of years ago, it was a good two weeks of DVDs, I think. I'm not sure. Um, it's going to be the same company, so this, they have to flip it over. Just a matter yeah. of it's just a matter of if I get new equipment or I got I'll probably call them tomorrow or maybe Monday, just to kind of see where we're at with that. I don't know how they'll tell you. They'll tell you you need new equipment, whatever. 
All right. They always tell you you need new equipment. I'm sure. I'm sure I'm desperate for new equipment. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't have a timetable yet. Well, yeah. so, you know, you rediscover your love for DVDs and John Sterling. That's all in the next couple Absol- weeks. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, oh, you know, I got plenty of DVDs, so it's not like I'm lacking in that department. Made, yeah, made, made uh, perfect for, for a move. Made yeah. perfect for a move with no cable. Yeah. I've been preparing for this for a long time. Right. Right. If, if you were on a desert island, <laughs> yeah. what what five DVDs do you bring? You're preparing for that. You've been preparing for that question, or like, no, no, no. I'm just saying that's what it feels like. You're going to be a desert island, but you're not. Also, yeah, right. Also, right. it's a stupid question because if you're on a desert island, I mean, I wouldn't bring five DVDs because uh, I mean, you'd be dead in like a week. <laughs> So, like, if I, if I have a TV and DVDs, it's great, but I'll be starving in three days. Right. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of, you brought up pizza. That's like when you move to a, like, I moved the town over, you know, 10 mm-hmm. minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. You got to find a pizza place. I feel like pizza in Chinese, mm-hmm. that's big. Takeout in general, I guess, but I'm not a big. When it comes to takeout, it's based, it's mostly Chinese and pizza. I feel like that's like your first mission is to figure that out. Yeah, I think for me it's gonna be pizza number one. Like I haven't done like Chinese takeout uh, in a while, but we'll do uh, like ramen and sushi. So like I'll find I'll find like those two places. Like those are my go-to ones. Sushi takeout. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have sushi right around the corner from me. I don't, I don't get it as much, but yeah. Uh, but it's a good, that's a good one to pick up though. Nice and easy. Yeah. But, but pizza, you have to find one. Is there one within five minutes? Uh, there is like a main strip within five minutes and I'm, yeah, there's pizza place. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't done the full research on pizza down there. Uh, that but there is a Gaetano's deli there, so I know that I'm set with that at least. Because right. with pizza, the closer the better. If you can find one, like if the closest one is serviceable, then you know yeah. takeout is good to go. Well, shit. Well, my, let's 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 do a live then, real quick. I'll just I'll just like do like the best pizza places in Shelton. Best pizza in Shelton. I don't know much about Shelton, so I can't help you out there. I could study okay. a few menus, though. <laughs> Got to be honest. The top three in there. I'm still, I don't even like the names. Uh, Antonio's Italian-style pizza. Eh. I don't like the name. Jove's Pizza Kitchen. And Jove's. Bon Jove's Pizza Kitchen. <laughs> and Artan's Pizza. I, I had one pop up. Planet Pizza. Did you say that one? I did not. Like something out of like Toy Story. Yeah, I don't like the names at all. Names are tough. Antonio. It's funny how a name style. could just sink a place in your mind, and you have no idea if it's good or not. See, okay, so Antonio. I could, I could. I was judging the book by its cover. Antonio's just looks like a neighborhood, like checkered, uh, checkered uh, tablecloth place. Okay. Giove's Pizza Kitchen. Uh, I don't like they got the like the racist looking Italian chef on the 
website, not a big fan. I was concerned about the pizza going to Shelton. Uh, don't love it's a big thing. It's a big thing. Don't How far it. are you from Roseland? Uh, probably, probably like 10 or 15 minutes. Okay, so it's on the fringe of takeout, but you're good if you want to go out and not venture into New Haven. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be uh, – I'll, I'll survive. Well, you got to try. You got to – you're going to just have to try one of the uh, racist pizza places. <laughs> Planet Pizza. You never know. You never know. You could, you could stumble upon something. Some, maybe they give you a couple good pizzas in a row. You ride them until they burn you. I've, you know, I've done that. I might have I might have one. Vin- Vincent's restaurant. This might be the one. Oh, this Italians, is- I feel like you just gotta stick with a good Italian name for your pizza place. Like most Italians, they kind of just latch on to a name. The more Guido it sounds, doesn't mean shit. It could be good pizza, it could be shitty pizza. <laughs> but I don't know. When you come out with some like goofy, like I remember when I- Growing up, there was a place called T Rex Pizza. Oof, Go- goofy! Like what? Who the fuck's going to T Rex Pizza? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like the million pizza places in town that all have these, you know, Italian, like strong Italian name. Coming with T Rex Pizza, <laughs> what's that? It's, like, it's not chicken nuggets. Yeah, T Rex is like a kids' party place. It's a Chuck E. Cheese at best. Yeah. It didn't last very long. Um, ten ten minutes from Roseland. Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah, close. Perfect, perfect time. All right, that's, that is close. That's great news. Good wings on that strip too. Good. To, oh yeah, I've heard. Right. I've heard. Never had it, but that's great. Okay, so that's good to know. That's probably the first place we'll be trying. Tough doing like takeout from there, but what are you going to do? I got beggars can't be choosers. Meatball sausage, if I remember correctly, I think that was their they're known for they got a million pie they have a they have a very uh they have a very wide range of, they have like a whole menu of white pies oh okay i think and seven minutes from vincent's vincent seems like a decent like i mean judging a book bites website here uh it seems like a decent italian joint that happens to do takeout pizza okay that that could be good yeah. Roseland is kind of a restaurant too. Okay. They like they uh, compared to Worcester Street, those places they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of different uh, food food on the menu too. Not just pizza, even though I mean it's called Roseland. I beat so. Have Got you, a few other things. Have you been to that brewery over there? Um, on that on the same strip and thir- not strip, but like on thirty four. Bad Sons? Yeah, have you been there? No, I've heard, I've heard about it. I've never been. All right, that's going to be a trip this summer, I think. I was talking to somebody at work today about over there, and Bad Sons came up. I realized I've driven by it you know, a dozen times. It's hopping. Der- Derby's hopping. I guess. Some spots, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You are, you are, you're not a big fan of the Hops Company, right? Uh, I didn't mind it. I don't remember. I don't uh, really remember the beer, but that was a nice spot. I didn't like the pizza there, the Fugazi Zuparties. Oh, have you ever had the real Zuparties? No, me neither. But you know what? Though, if you're gonna put your name on a pizza, might as well. It can't be second best. There's no way 
number one, there's no way that's their actual pies that they sell there. But number two, if you're going to put your name on it, show some respect for yourself. You're just putting your name on it to sell them over there. You know, you're, you're money, you're just grabbing money based on your name. You're not putting the right product out there. So not impressive. So they're, they're just getting a nice, uh, you know, fat check from the hops company to put their yeah. name on well, pizza over there. If that pizza is a legit pizza, though, they're they're they're, they're very overrated. But I doubt hmm. that's I doubt that's their actual pizza. Was it a full size pizza? Or was it like, or is it like kind uh, of a personal size? I think they were like a little more, like maybe a touch bigger than personal size. Okay. So yeah, and it's a tweener. But like a personal size, though. Yeah, we'll say we'll, we'll, we'll say personal for the for officially. Got to get we got to get a couple. Can't just feed a family of four on one of them. Yeah, we got a couple. Yeah, for for four of us, we got a couple. Okay, spread it around. All right, so derby's the summer of derby, and uh, the derby August. The Yanks, I think the Yanks won that day. We were there. I remember. Was I there? Yeah, we were all huddled around the TV. This is at the Hops Company? Yep. Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> I haven't been there in a while, but I don't remember that. This might have been like three years ago. Oh, all right. I have no, I have no idea what it was. I'm guessing three years ago. It's the last big win. <laughs> we got to go back. <laughs> regain, our, uh, regain our form. Yeah. I hate I hate having shitty fucking relievers, just late in games. Like Lucas Luck, Lucky. Um, it's tough. It's just somebody who's not gonna get big outs in Fenway. Yeah, he's no uh, Wojciechowski. He had the longest name in MLB history. Did I hear that right? Oh, is that right? I didn't realize that. I think I heard that. It's a good thing they don't do the names on the back. Seriously, I think he pitched for a different. I mean, the Yankees definitely weren't his first stop. Mm. Maybe he was a Padre. And I think the name was almost like a horseshoe on the back <laughs> of his jersey. <laughs> I, can't remember, I, think I, remember. I don't know if it was him or not, but I do remember seeing. Yeah, I could just be making that. I could have been someone else, but it was somebody <laughs> who had a long name. Uh, yeah, man, it's been a fun four-game win streak for this team. Yeah. I mean, you know, you hope they can extend it to, to five here. It's just they have a thin bullpen. I guarantee you they're going to do everything they can not to use Britain or Chapman. I think there would be three straight days for them. Yeah, I, I mean, you have to. Spread Sox, you have to. You th- I, oh, they, they have to. Yeah, they should. But I'm saying yeah. I don't think they're going to do everything they can to not have to do it. Which is why you push the, I mean, you push the envelope with your starter, you would think, or this other righty that was in before Lucky. Yeah, he's Boone's all too ready to just unload the bullpen. It's only the seventh inning is their third pitcher. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lucas Lucky. I just don't like this guy's name. I, I can't get past the name. I'm not a big fan it looks of like case it, either. Yeah, like it looks like it should be Ludge or Lux. Like – how do you pronounce that? Lucky. I, I, I still, I've heard it a hundred times. I've tried to say it a hundred times. <laughs> it's not, I don't like the name. It sounds it's like not a, a name, not a name that's going to bring you any ease. It doesn't bring any confidence. It does not inspire much confidence. No. 
Michael Chavis. I think he may have went there. Nope. nope. No fucking balls. And we, they, the baseball is great for like some of these weird stats. Did you see the stat about Greg Allen? Oh, the, the uh, him and one other guy. Yeah. Yankee history to have a, what three stolen bases and three RBIs or something in their in their debut. Th- three stolen bases and three extra ba- three extra base hits in their first five games as a Yankee, which is like. I mean, you're really just checking things off on, a, on the, this long list. That, that, that's another Excel sheet. You're just, like, checking all these things off. And somehow you come up with one other guy in the history of the team. Like, I don't even know why you're looking for that. How, how do you look for that? I don't know. The LI Sports Bureau. I have no idea. That's what they do. That's a wild job. Because it's not to even be, like – To be looking for obscure stats like that. It's not even like the guy that – the guy who has the – the same record as anybody popular or famous. The guy's Harry Walter in 1910. Yeah, I was going to say from 1910, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, how do you you narrow it down to get Harry Walter? Yeah, that's digging. That's serious digging right there. Did you see what uh, your your main uh, Mercedes did today? (laughs) It was yesterday, right? Oh, Oh, yeah, yesterday and today, yeah. Voiced the White Sox DH had had a monster start to the season, like an MVP type start for like I don't know two months. Yeah, fell off a cliff and then got sent down. Yeah, got sent down to AAA and then announced his retirement yesterday. <laughs> Only had to show up at the ballpark. That oh Wade, you piece of shit. He sucks, man. What a last, useless ball player. Last night he did the same thing, man. He almost pulled old door off the bag. Oh yeah, and they had a review. Yeah, yeah. I mean, make the play, Tyler. Oh, man, get one, get one out there. Did you see? So he had a uh, Tyler Wade had a. He bounced the ball in the rain earlier, in an infield single. You saw that? Yeah, he sucks. And O'Neal, Just an absolute atrocious player. And you could tell, like, that sometimes these. Announcers are like fed things to say about players or expected to say things because he's like, Oh, that's Tyler Wade's key to success in this league. I'm like, What, what, what is that? Hit a, hit a light ground ball to the left side of the infield when it's pouring rain. That's the only way this guy's useful is by hitting in the fucking downpour. Yeah. So, and Rafael Devers doesn't want to throw it because if he tries to throw it, he's going to slip and tear his ACL. I don't. I don't think that's really a great way. It's not really a great uh, path to we're success. In, we're in fucking eye black, ten o'clock at night in a fucking uh, rainstorm too. Oh, man, just add that to the list of things that bother me about Tyler Wade. He is atrocious, man. I mean, everybody's gotten hurt multiple times. His team, Wade, cannot find his way to the IL. Not that I'm rooting for it. I'm just saying it's, it's ironic. I mean, I, I just don't, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, what? I just don't. Why well, he's been on the team so long? He's been yeah. here forever. Well, yeah, we've talked about. It. This seems like an easy, not easy, but it seems like something that you can very quickly upgrade. Or very. Let's go. Oh, what was that? That was not a good line on that ball. Oh, ah. Oh. See, if he got behind that ball, that might have been. 
Oh, shut the fuck up. You guys tied the game. You guys finally scored. You guys finally scored against Lewis Lepke. Nicely yeah. done. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Verdugo, you piece of shit. But uh, if, if you're, I mean, this is for the home audience. Uh, Florida did not take a good line of this ball. You got to get behind that ball, catch it in stride. Yeah, see, he took a crow hop after he caught it. You got to take that crow hop as you're catching it. That's the difference right there. Yeah, yeah. good throw, but just not. Yeah, really good throw. Ended up being a really good throw, but he that extra beat right there cost him. Game of inches sometimes, not just football. Yeah, yeah and I wonder if there's a little bit of – I mean, wait a second. I guess those guys have played together in AAA, so there's definitely not a communication issue. But it looked like uh, the right field might take that. I don't know. From what I've seen of Florial in center, he's uh, not sloppy, but there's, there's something. There's a little bit too much adventure for center field. A little bit, yeah. Not quite like Clint Frazier adventure, but not, yeah. not quite crisp out yeah. there. Yeah, it was insane. He was going back on a ball the other night. He ended up catching it, but he was like laughing about it. You don't want to see your center field laughing about kind of falling into a catch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know it's early. We've seen him play like maybe seven games ever. Mm. Early overreaction, he might be a left fielder. <laughs> Not sure you want him in right or center. Maybe he's a left fielder. That's possible. You know, that's like the one thing. I, I can understand like the bat not catching up to major league pitching, but you got to be able to field your position. I mean, that's something you've been doing forever. That's got to be like – that's almost like a natural thing. Like Andrew Jones came up and he could play center field. Yeah, I wonder what like an extreme example would be of a guy who I mean, I guess you could use Jeter as an example. He made 56 errors, whatever it was, in uh A ball his first year. But I mean, by the time he got to the big leagues, he wasn't a disaster at short. So like I'm trying to think of guys that have got to the big leagues, were terrible defenders and then improved like greatly. And fielding is one of those things that I, it it feels like you either got it or you don't. Yeah, because there's like a lot of instincts and a lot, and you kind of hone those skills when you're younger. Uh, those reactions and those, uh, just those that muscle memory. Oh, wow, my TV just went nuts. Is yours? Mine, yeah, mine too. Be safe. It's fake news. Oh, I don't know what happened, but we're running off the field. Oh, can you imagine being Sterling right now? Oh, that's probably an amazing call right now. That is an incredible call. If he's, he's right, there's no way he's in Boston, right? No way they got a leave nah. to go up there? No, nah, God forbid, yeah. Can we ever see a replay here? Here we go. Up the middle, second baseman. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, he uh, is out by plenty. Yeah. Glaber. Uh. All right. Not sure what Bobby Dalback was doing, but we're tied heading to the top of the eighth. <laughs> All right. That's interesting. Okay. All right. New oh, game. I got that radio call better be on. I got to listen to the morning show now, I guess. I don't really want to, but I have to. Yeah, it'll be on the fan tomorrow. It'll be on one of the shows. Yeah. Uh but then with that, oh, the the Yarmin Mercedes thing. Uh, yeah, that Mickey Mantle pulled that when he when he was a kid. He got sent down. Yeah, he was going to quit. His father called him a pussy or something, and then he went back and became Mickey Mantle. 
Yeah, we already I already mentioned Costanza one of these show, uh, earlier in the show, but that's a Costanza just quit and then show up the next day like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Pull the Costanza. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that old thing. <laughs> yeah. Just show up, checking my check and see if my name's in the lineup, and uh, <laughs> hope no one went on Instagram last night. <laughs> Uh, and what, what was exactly was the post? It was I'm done or I quit. Or? I think it was I'm done. Yeah, it's, I'm done. It's a. Fr- well, I guess I'm done could be a little, you know, it's ambiguous. A fr- it's a frustrating game. What do you want from people? Yeah, you had a bad day. You know, we've all just thrown our hands up, with, whether it's a job or something else, and been like, all right, enough of this shit. And then you're like, cooler heads prevail. Yep. You move on. Yeah. Today, t- tomorrow's another day. If anything, it makes him look more human. I mean, not that, not that going like one for 700 in uh, June didn't, but yeah. <laughs> but this makes him even seem even more human. Yeah. So. Yeah, bad day. Bad day at the office, you know? He'll be back crushing AAA pitching uh, sooner than later. Yeah, it could have been worse. He could have went Michael Douglas and falling down and started just like, you know, went postal. <laughs> He just fired off. He fired off a, uh, you know, a, an angry Instagram. Frustration, yeah, frustration and uh, failure, and that's what you get. That's it. But he's back. That is it. Like he was never gone. Did you see? Uh, I am out of vino now. We got to watch this guy. Um, Ken, Kenley Jansen and. Uh, Craig Kimbrell were auditioning last night. Oh, I Kimbrough, saw Kimbrough. Kimbrough blew a game against the Cardinals, and uh, Jansen yep. was auditioning for his own team to see if they need anybody else. Mm-hmm. Wilmer Flores, two-run ding-dong last night in the ninth. Wilmer, clutch Wilmer is back. How could I forget? How could I forget that Wilmer was on the Giants when I was quizzed about the Giants? The guy gets every big hit. You got him eventually in the quiz. Yeah, he – He's one of those guys that just – he does seem to have a knack. Yeah. Like, I wasn't that surprised when I saw he got the game-winning hit off of, uh, off of Jansen. No. But then if you look at his numbers and his body at work, you should be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not. I mean, we've seen him do it before, though. We've seen him do it with the Mets. You know, it's not a surprise. Did he make a stop in between the Mets and the Giants? Was he like a Diamondback or something? I don't remember. A lot of clutch hits for the Diamondbacks? I don't remember. He was supposed to be. Who was he supposed to get traded to the night he cried? <laughs> that the, it was the Carlos Gomez, maybe Texas oh, or Milwaukee. Oh, Texas? Oh, it was not you. Carlos, yeah, okay. Yeah, he was a D-back for one year in 2019 before he went to the Giants last year. Oh, you got a button here, Guardy. I don't want you swinging the fucking bat. Want Gardner laying yeah. one down? Got it. He's the Red got Sox to. field their position? He's got to, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. He's just not in a position to be taking hacks here. The LeMay- who is, uh, who's, who's batting third tonight? Uh, Odor's batting fourth, right? Stan third? Probably, yeah. Lay gotta lay it down, man. He doesn't look like he's button. 
Of course not. Of course not. Why wouldn't why wouldn't you bunt? What's the what's the case for not bunting here? With the guy's batting 149. The case would be we need to drop like an eight spot to give our bullpen the necessary lead. <laughs> Playing for one run. All right. uh, I don't think you get think like, I don't think you can think like that if you're a manager though, but I get your point. Oh, it's definitely this number. It's definitely Ottavino's two is twenty-six batting against for the lefties. I'd like to see what he is against righties in October. Yeah, no, we're get, they're getting to the point where they're going to see the real Adam Ottavino. We're like three, four, five, six weeks away from that. Yeah, we're getting there. Usually, like August is when you you start to see Ottavino's true colors. Yeah, and even last year. People were, would always make the case about Ottavino, like, oh, he wears down. You know, yeah. Last year, the season started late July, and he still sucked when the games mattered most. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know if we can was... use the whole wearing down thing as a, uh, an excuse for the guy. No, not an excuse in October, but that's definitely, it's definitely, you see, you see it in the regular season. Looking forward to it this year more than ever. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, last year I was definitely the hope was he would finally kind of get the timing right the short yeah. season and he was even he was worse than ever in the fucking playoffs. Yeah. Like, no, nah, it's not August, it's really uh, late April. That's how fucking bad he was, where just he went to the Red Sox and nobody gave nobody gave a peep. Nobody complained at all about it. No, I knew, no one gave a shit. I knew he would dominate him in the regular season a couple of times and people would be like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Why they get rid of this guy? No, I mean, especially with just the team that they have. But uh, don't, I'm not fooled. I'm not fooled for a fucking second with this clown. No, Adam Adovino, come on. Let's look at his face. Yeah. Let's look at his face. Come on. Can't trust that guy. No. Gardner has not taken the bat off his shoulders, I don't think. No, he's not swung once. There you go. <laughs> there it is. Fouls Fouls one back. Two. Yeah, 2-2 two, two here. <laughs> uh, number 11, Brett Gardner. Uh, yeah. Two more wins to hit the over, I think. I had that yeah. written down in my notes that I left at work. Let's do it. I believe yeah. they are seven. No, they're eight and three, and that's with one game being rained out. So they're only going to end up playing 18. I believe they are eight and three with seven games to play. And so two games hits the over, and I feel like two and five road trip would end the season, ironically. <laughs> I mean, probably not because of the second wild card, but yeah, it would, it would definitely end their minuscule division hopes if they have a bad road trip. But you there. just want to see them play well against these two teams, though. You just want to see them play well against the Red Sox and Tampa. Tampa without right. Nelson, Nelson Cruz now in Tampa uh, – what are your feelings on that? Um, DJ, yeah. Long delivery. You could you could run an Adam out of Nino. Yeah. Book, Book is out. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nelson Cruz, I don't know. Uh, Cruz is 40. He's having a good year, right? He's, he's still hitting, Cruz? Yeah, still hitting all right, yeah. Um, I don't know. Kind of – we like to think of Tampa as like this move the guys over team, you know, don't strike out, but they strike out they more strike than out anybody bunch, in yeah. baseball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I think it'll help. He kind of clogs up their DH spot. No, he doesn't play yeah. the field anymore. No. Yeah, yeah, definitely clogs up the DH. Maybe a little. I don't know how good his numbers are. He might have faded a little bit, but I think he was having an okay year. Uh, maybe you know they platoon him. We think just have him. I mean, he could mash lefties. Just have him. Was he just? Would he just DH against lefties? I mean, they are a deep team. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I have no idea. Exactly. Uh, I mean, he's still a four-player trade, so they had to give up a little bit for him. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how, how it works out with Nelson Cruz. He's 41 now, Cruz. Yeah. From the Dominican Republic, don't they lie about their ages too? Like Pujols, really like 48. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's still producing though, Cruz. So I, I mean, you'd, it's not a bad move. I mean, what did they give up? Did, you know what I mean? Are they gonna? Did they give up uh, yeah, two like leaguers. big time? Yeah, exactly. So let's see. He's nineteen and fifty this year, so he's on pace for about thirty and ninety, like somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Thirty and eighty, some eighty-five. Hitting two ninety-four on base, three seventy. Yeah, it's probably a good move because you could probably put him. I mean, their lineup isn't great. Their lineup more gets by on just like kind of being gutty and gritty, coming from behind. That's mm-hmm. one infuriating thing about Tampa is you look at you look at their lineup. Obviously, nobody really blows you away. You know, Meadows is good, and you know, Rosarina has moments. Mm-hmm. Luis Sessa warming. That's that's why Gardner's not bunting because <laughs> Luis Sessa's coming into pitch the eighth. <laughs> Tampa's, but Tampa's always coming from behind. Yeah. Like, they're down three runs in the seventh. They come from behind. They're down four runs against the Braves recently. I think it was last weekend. They're coming from behind. That's the infuriating part. As you look at their lineup, it's like, why are they able to come from behind? And when we fall behind three runs, it's over. Probably because everybody's just trying to hit a seven-run home run. That's why. Yeah. I mean, I think we summed it up with the whole that void at bat when – I forget what it was. Was it against the Red Sox? The one uh, right before – I forget what it was. But it was the Red Sox, and there was like a man on. They were down three, and he's swinging from his heels. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, like he's, oh, oh like no, you know, no balls, no strikes, and he's swinging from his heels. Yeah. Like, here's a position. Let me just see Stan put it the opposite field, you know, unless, he's got, unless he gets the ball to, you know, absolutely crush. Right, unless he gets one of those famous sliders that out of you know seem to always hang to George Springer in October. Oh, Stanton, you need a Yankee moment, Stanton. <laughs> See, a now, Fenway uh, Yankee moment. Yeah, you need that Fenway Yankee moment. Oh, tune in for this one. Stanton, get a, get a slider. Hang a slider. And the pitch from Adovino. And that he hung one. And he hung one and Stan took it. <laughs> Come on, man! I'm fucking tipping signs over here. Oh, you know, man. you know the guy's gonna hang one. Yeah, that's. I mean, even that one, he could have just kind of grooved to right center field and uh, would have done the job. Oh, you gotta fucking lean into that one. <laughs> get to Odor. <laughs> gotta get to roof, Ned. Yeah, is Odor bad cleanup tonight? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, and also, you have Sanchez lurking on the bench, I believe. All right. Not really shifting for Stan. Is that because it's first and second? Uh, yeah. What is he got? Looking for double play. All right. right. Well, some a lot of times you'd still see oh. the shortstop behind the bag. Yeah, I don't like that. Remember we then we the Yankees got burned on the other night. Remember? Yeah. 
All right, so one and two to Stan. He's going to strike out, right? Yeah, a terrible second, a terrible swing on uh, the one-one pitch. Fact. He was sitting on. He was sitting on the slider that he should have been sitting on first pitch, and he yeah. was so late. Yeah, he's not, he looks jittery. Just not gets ahead of uh, it. Get, get down, down, get down. That's a base hit. That's a base hit. It's going to score a run. All and right. DJ scores. Yes, sir. Blooper to left go. center field. Gets Fenway moment. Field Fenway bloop moment. We'll take, we'll take it. That counts. <laughs> he battled. That's, a, that's how you battle. Well, I wouldn't call it a right. battle. It was, a, it, it was more of a battle because he – I mean, that, that was kind of uh, – it wasn't quite a hanger. It, it stuck around a little bit. He tried to hit the corner, but – Yeah, he's way out ahead. Flicked the wrist. Yeah, way out ahead of it. Verdugo. He's still celebrating his fucking slide from an inning ago. <laughs> Cheese dick. Verdugo. <laughs> Man, there is no team I hate more in the world than the Boston Red Sox. No, it's not even close. No. You know what I mean? I don't care if Bobby Dalback's hitting 190 and is their eight hitter. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Christian Vasquez. It's just a uniform, man. It's oh, a uniform. Man. Sometimes you just hate. Adovino is a perfect Red Sox. Oh, Odor doing it again. Ah, all right. Once uh, I'm over, that's all right. I like that it. Was, that was a good bunt. That was a good yeah. bunt. He put pressure on the defense there. Yeah. Now Glaber has to do his job. It's, he bunted, you know what I mean? He bunted for a hit the other night, Odor. Right. They, they have been bunting oh, like a little him, bit more. Man. I mean, part of that is because – I like he was bunting kind of for a hit. It was like a, that was like a half sacrifice, half button for it. Yeah, yep. Because yeah, he didn't bunt it towards the third baseman. If that goes out a little further, he might have gotten it. But it was it was pretty dead to that bunt. Yeah, he he has become one of my favorite players on his team solely because he reminds me of all those annoying players on teams like the Red Sox and the Rays. Like not great numbers, but something just finds a way. Like bunting for a hit the other night. Like that's when he. That's when I. Oh, Glaber, get out of play. That's when I kind of like. Turned. Yeah. He's man. just like those like a gritty ball player. Hustles, gets dirty. Yeah. How is Ruggie Odor beating us? He's one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this guy's I, hitting one ninety. Like, how is this possible? How is, has plenty of pop? Look at him hustle, man. It's great. Love him. One two. All right. One two. <laughs> Did he changed his number. What was his number? Uh... I don't, I don't remember what his number was before that, but I know it was – the Yankees released some, like – it was some press release of all the guys who were going on, like, the IL. Yeah. And in the middle of it was, like, Ruggio Dora has changed his number. <laughs> That's a nice catch. Gave it a ride. Gave it a ride. That's a nice catch, though. I don't know who that is in right field. That's a tough – Probably out of a lot of parks, too. Tough play. All right, sack fly from Torres, 3-1. Sacrifice flies are awesome. I love it. I was trying to will it out of here. That ball is probably out of a lot of places. It's a deep right field here, unless you go right down the line. Who is there right? Oh, Hunter Renfro probably. He lead the league in assists. Oh, okay. Would you think about sending Sanchez up here? Uh, yeah. Why not? No, they're, uh, they're not going to. But. but why? 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 What's? I mean, you're you already got two in. 
maybe <laughs> incessant. Well, I don't know. How good is Rob Brantley defensively? I couldn't tell you one thing about yeah, Rob Brantley. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, like you said, Sess is coming in. You might need Sanchez later. <laughs> Hit him. Oh, uh, who's that? Oh, Stan at third. Why are you laughing, Stan? Don't smile, man. Don't smile. There's nothing funny about it, man. Like, why are you smiling? Uh, I heard, did you hear the rumor he might play left field this weekend? Yeah, I did. Perfect. Let him go field balls off the monster. You know, first you know, time I, in the you know I don't get, though? Like, they say, oh, they're saving. Like, they do everything in their power to save these people from hurting themselves. And they still find a way to get hurt. Like, oh, we, he, he can play the field, but he's a, a greater risk for injury. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have to go to work tomorrow because I'm, a, I'm driving a car. I'm at greater risk for injury. But, like, I'm still going to do it because I got to get to work. Like, if you're playing baseball, you might get hurt. It's just part of playing baseball. I don't understand why the kid gloves with everybody. $30 million. That's why. Well, uh, we've had this conversation before, so I'll just repeat myself. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so yes, you pay thirty million dollars to watch him scratch his nuts. Play the game, man. You, you your salary goes up to two hundred seventy-five million dollars tomorrow. You're probably getting like a limo sent to your house to bring you to work. I'm still going. Helic- a fucking helicopter. I'm still going. I'm not saying I'm gonna. I'm gonna work half the day and the other half the day. I'm not. I'm gonna, you know, watch you work. <laughs> gonna watch. You- I'm going to watch some AAA me come up and play instead. Like, no. <laughs> Pay me a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know what goes in the mind of a DH. That's a tough guy. Because we, we didn't have DHs growing up when you're playing Little League, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, everyone hit. Like, I don't know. Don't you feel like if you go up there and go 0 for 4, you're, like, not even a part of the team? You're just stewing. You're just stewing. Yeah, you're just thinking about those at bats, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're really just uh, you got to be you got to have the uh, memory of a goldfish. Just forget about it and move on to the next one. Yeah, because at least you know when you play the field, you go out there and contribute. Yeah. Even if it's just fielding one ground ball, it's like all right. I was a part of that win. You go 0 for 4 with three strikeouts near the DH. It's like, oof, the fuck did I do? There's been some like different. There's been like some different style DHs. It used to be. It used to be. Um, you'd have like either like the big masher. Yeah. DH, but then there were some like professional hitter DHs, like Paul Molitor was a DH, and that guy was just a contact hitter. Towards the end of his career. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, but that was, like, the point of the position, too, was to extend guys' careers, and Molitor couldn't play the field anymore. You throw him in the DH, he's still going to hit 320. Yeah. Yeah, Molitor was a, Molitor was a great hitter. Um, uh, other DHs. I mean, obviously the two that – like, Edgar Martinez, obviously the big one that well, stands out. Yeah, Edgar might be, is probably the best DH ever. Yeah. And he, and he had a mix of power, and he'd hit, you know, 350. And he just hit line drives, you know, from from foul line to foul line. Professional the guy, hitter. The yeah. guy was a machine. Yeah, the guy was one of the best hitters I've ever seen. Yeah, it might Under, be like from the right side. It's probably him and Manny are the two best right-handed hitters. Manny, well, Pujols. 
Oh, yeah, Pujols in his prime for sure, yeah. I didn't get to take Pujols and Miguel Cabrera. Uh, yeah, Miggy's in a, in a class of, of his own, too. Miggy was great. Manny, to me, is the most feared right-handed hitter. Now, part of that could be Yankee bias because we face him so much. Oh, man, he had that. Pujols was pretty, Pujols was pretty feared, too. Man, he had that swing where he that 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 step where he just looked like uh, everything was going in slow motion, man. Yeah, hands back and you take that step, and it's like you just knew if those hands went, you were in trouble. Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good actually like debate. Like Manny, thing that the thing that hurts Pools is like the Angels, his Angels time. People yeah. kind of forget how nasty Pools was. Like those Cardinals years, he was. Unbelievable. He's overshadowed by the contract at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's been basically what's he played 20 years now, and half of those years have been now basically with the Angels. Yeah. But his first, like, 11, I think it was 11 years he played with the Cardinals, as good as you're going to see. That's the thing, though. It's like amazing. He couldn't have turned into like a better DH because he's fishing for home runs. Like, if he, if he just kind of, so I'm not going to hit as many home runs, but I'm going to be a 300 hitter. He would have been a he'd have a much it, it wouldn't be the same Pujols, but he'd probably be more useful. I actually think Pujols might be a victim of a going to a shitty team in the Angels, yeah, and be a victim of his early success. Because if you look at his years with Anaheim, mm. they're not they're not terrible. They're just and also a victim of that contract. Like who's living up to that contract? Yeah, yeah. Like he went. I'd say he went 30 and 100 a few times with the Angels. He just right. wasn't Albert Pujols. Like, if yeah. you, if the Yankees had signed Pujols, we would have been like, oh, my God, we have Pujols. And then if he had put up those years, we probably would have been disappointed. Yeah. Right, because he's not one MVP and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and when the Cardinals got rid of him, it was like, what? Why are the Cardinals getting rid of Pujols? That's insane. He's like the best player, best hitter in the game. Yeah. And then you saw it just – I mean, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't age great, but he also he just he set too. It was too unfair of a standard. Yeah. Because if you look at the Angels, okay, like look at the listen to these years: thirty one oh five. And I'm just doing the dinosaur stats, home runs, ribbies. That's all we care about. Give me some average too. All right, thirty one oh five. Uh, thirty one oh five hit two eighty five. Like that's a good year. Yeah, it is a really good year. Yeah. Then he fell off the next year. Not great. Seventeen and sixty-four hit two fifty-eight. Did he play? I think he was injured. No, ninety-nine games. So I think he was injured yeah. that year. But then listen to he follows up with twenty-eight one hundred five two seventy-two. Yeah, a good year. Not bad. Yep. Forty and ninety-five, two forty-four. Average is slipping. Yeah. Thirty-one one nineteen two sixty-eight. That's a really good year, yeah. And then 2017, 23-101, 241. He's basically a 240 hitter. How old is he in in 2017? How old is he? Louis says an easy inning here. Yeah. (laughs) Um, In 2017, he is – well, he's 41 now, so minus 437. But there's rumors he's older, though. Yeah. What um, like uh, who's the Yankee that they had three birthday cakes for? Is that Matt Suey? or was that like Jose Contreras? Oh, Contreras sounds right. 
three, <laughs> three birthday cakes for him because he <laughs> they found out he was three years older. <laughs> yeah, but no, but, but then Pujols like, like listen to a few of these. I'm not going to give all, but yeah, forty three one twenty four, forty six one twenty three, forty one one seventeen, forty nine one thirty seven. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> he just we were. I just think we kind of like didn't realize like yeah. He How did good. that for eleven years. What were, what like was he wasn't going to keep that up. What were his batting averages um, those years in St. Louis? Like this would give me like you know four or five years in a row. I mean, I'll give you, I'll give it to you from year one because year one he went thirty-seven, one thirty. So right out of the gate, he was awesome. Okay. All right, three twenty-nine, yeah, three fourteen, three fifty-nine, three thirty-one, three thirty, three thirty-one, three twenty-seven. Jesus, three fifty-seven, three twenty-seven, three twelve, two ninety-nine. I got the oh, gross twenty-nine. <laughs> I wow, never hit three hundred yeah. for the Angels. That's crazy. 2010 was his last year. He had 300, 312. That's what I'm saying. Like, Manny was probably the most feared hitter, but I think it could be part of it being a Yankee fan and having Manny stick it to you so much. Pools yeah. being in the NL. Yeah. Yeah. As Pools far as Yan- was superhuman. As far as Yankee fan goes, Edgar's on that list. I mean, Manny's obviously more feared, but Edgar's on the list of most feared righties to come through Yankee. Yes. Fans. Oh yeah, I mean he killed Rivera. Mm-hmm. He's probably uh, yeah. I mean he's right there, like maybe slightly behind Ortiz and Manny. Yeah. Well, yeah, Ortiz and Manny are yeah. Well, they're one. I mean, yeah, they're they're <laughs> one too. It's but Edgar and Griffey not too shabby either. They no. have ninety. They have ninety fives on us. Griffey's numbers in Yankee Stadium are probably incredible. Oh, I, I think I mentioned this on the show before. Go back and look at the batting averages and the numbers that the 95 Mariners put up in that playoff series against the Yankees. <laughs> Between Edgar, Griffey, uh, maybe Jay Buhner too. There's like three or four. I think A-Rod even might be one of them. There's like three or four guys in that series who hit. Like yeah. Edgar hit like something like 600 in that series. It was something I, sick. I don't think A-Rod was really playing that series. There's there's four guys. I'm, I, one of them is escaping me. An obvious one. Mike Blowers. Mm, Mike Blowers. <laughs> what was Mike Blowers more known for? His glove or his bat? Or neither? <laughs> uh, probably neither. <laughs> probably not. Uh, Griffey Buner. Buner probably had a big series. Edgar Tino Martinez. Oh, Tino, yeah. Tino probably had a big series. Yeah, Griffey hit Griffey hit 391. Uh, she got this, I know this is like boring, but yeah, gave me like the, the I can't figure out the full roster. Edgar hit 571. Oh, that's <laughs> gross. Buner hit 458. Oh man. And Tino hit 409. Oh man. Crazy. Dan Wilson, was that the catcher on that team? Yeah, Dan Wilson. Uh, Joey Cora was leading off playing second. Oh, yeah, Joey Cora, yep. Uh, let me just go to game one's lineup. That will probably be the easiest way to do it. Yeah. Oh, Vince Coleman was leading off, actually. Joey Cora was in the two-hole. 
That's an older Vince Coleman, right? Oh, yeah. Griffey, Edgar, Tino, Buner, Mike Blowers went 0 for 4 in game one with three strikeouts. <laughs> Dan Wilson and then Soho in the nine hole. Okay. All right. There you go. All right. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. We could, it's uh, funny how quick this ninth inning goes. We'll stick around for it. But uh, thanks for everyone for listening, especially for that last 20 minutes where I just read statistics for you. <laughs> Have a great you, learned, you learned a lot about Albert Pujols. Have a great fucking weekend. Thanks for spending time with us here at Sunday Board. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah? yeah, have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll see you next week. So now here is the young center fielder, Esteban Floreal. He's 0 for 3 on the night. <laughs> 2-0 against Rios, and he fouls it back. Nice hack. Great hack. Right on him. Uh, Yankees Who the have, fuck is this guy? Yankees have one out in the top of the ninth inning, up 3-1 to one after their after their uh, after their uncharacteristic rally. Courageous rally. Courageously uncharacteristic rally. <laughs> And after Luis Sessa gets through with like four pitches in the bottom of the eighth. Yeah, that was incredible. Very unexpected. So Florial fouls another one off here, and it's uh, still one and two on him here. You got to think, how does Ryan Lamar not get a start tonight after his at-bat last night? I mean, that's just what – that's just what – uh. Aaron Boone does. You have a big night, you get a day off. God forbid you get hot, you know? Off day was planned three weeks ago, probably. <laughs> he already said uh, Ryan Lamar after his hit yesterday? No. He said uh, the rail riders are here and we're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we have it. And they are, man. I mean, shit. Where are the rail riders? Scranton? I believe so, yeah. Here's the 3-2 to Floreal. Bounced in. That's walk. Yankees have a man on with one away. And Floreal is pumped. Gotta like this kid's energy. Gotta like the team's energy. Hey, you know, he brings little something. You know, he just uh, miss, maybe missed. <laughs> and here's and the- all the air has been sucked out of the building. Now you got a bunt, man. Not because we need – not because – it's a smart play or anything. It says you're definitely going to ground to a double play if you don't. Tyler Wade, also known as a human double play, up. He's one for three with an infield hit in the pouring rain earlier tonight. And it has since cleared up, so possibility of a hit has also cleared up. <laughs> uh, best case scenario right here is he beats out a double play ball. Oh, right? pass ball. Even better. Never mind. Never there mind. goes Flor- oh, uh, Florio. Florio got a late start, and you got to be ready. All that energy for nothing, for not being heads up. Feels like he didn't get behind the ball. You got to get ready on the pass ball. Look, if you want gonna... people to uh, And talk about uncharacteristic, well, running yourself out of an inning. Extremely careful. In the MO of this team, unfortunately, all oh, yeah. season. He has caught the bug. Let's see. Oh, oh no, no, no. Just don't go at that point. Just don't go at that point. He did a double. He, he started to go back, and you have got. Oh, it's not good. 
All right. We got to – see, that's one of those baseball instinct things. Yep. That's one of those instincts that you got to have. Yeah. I mean, you can't be going back to the bag there, man. Secondary lead. Secondary lead. And here comes Tyler Wade. Yep. I mean, he's got to be last in the league in exit velo. <laughs> he makes the softest contact I've ever seen. That was pathetic. And then Everything she- is just like a soft, weak dribbler. I'm not it's gonna, atrocious. I really think they, probably, they should have just kept Sessa in for the ninth. I mean, Chad Green, you'll know, you'll know if Chad Green has it or not. I know. Balls will be flying out That's the why. down. That's why I'd keep him in. Everybody's overworked. He's got the easiest inning of the night from Sessa. Just throw him back out there. There is part of you that just wants to quit while you're ahead with Sessa, though. Yeah. Because then you get too cute and you let Sessa start the inning. First two guys get on. Then you're bringing Green into a mess. Yeah, Green's not very – you don't want that. Give Green the clean inning. All right. Just, I – you got to quit while you're ahead with Sessa, and you just have to, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. Because the only way I'm right is if Green gets lit up. Yes. It's very possible. And I don't I'm know who's right. coming up right now. but And there's nothing to say that I'm actually right, because we don't know what happened if Sessa was there. But So, yeah. So, uh, we've seen a couple of things from Florial tonight that, not great. Yeah, you, you got to work on it. Yeah, you do want to see the. Uh, you're right. The baseball instincts aspect of it, kind of. I mean, he was out by so much. You knew. You knew he fucked up. <laughs> Especially because, like, the baseball IQ of this team is so low already. Like you just you hope to see a guy who kind of gets it. Not have to be coached. Just kind of right. The youth and exuberance is one thing, but I, I, I need some, like, smart players, too. Yes. Yeah, especially, of, especially out of a center, center fielder, shortstop, catcher. Those are the guys that need to be smart on my team. Oh, yeah. And we might yeah. – we already have a pretty dumb shortstop and a pretty dumb catcher. Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, rounding out the top three. <laughs> So Vasquez, it'll be Vasquez, Verdugo, and Dahlbeck facing Chad Green. Who uh, Chad Green's another guy who I don't want to put him in the same boat as Tyler Wade, but he's been around forever. Yeah. I was in Baltimore in 2016, which probably was Chad Green's first year as a Yankee. I don't know if he was on a major league team before the Yankees. I don't think so. Swing and a miss on first pitch from Green. Vasquez is down 0-1. Chad Green pitched the Friday night game in Baltimore and got absolutely shelled. This was 2016, so the Orioles were good. The Yankees were. Oh, did he get bombed by – did uh, Chris Davis hit a couple off him that night? Chris Davis was definitely one of the guys who went deep. Yeah. I want to say Mark Trumbo went deep. I think I remember that game. Machado, maybe. Yeah, he gave up a few. He gave up a few that night. I think I remember watching that game because I remember you being there, and then just watching balls fly out of the park. I shelled. 
Oh, and that's when I decided he's a relief pitcher. Oh, two in the foul ball to Vasquez. Yeah, got to keep him high. Got to keep him high here. Do not want to give him anything he could uh, he could handle. All right, a little bit too good of a pitch. A little bit too good of an 0-2 pitch. Yeah, I was down. The, he was setting up low and away, and it was, ended up being right down the pike. And Vasquez fouled it off to the right side. So he's Cole remains. tomorrow. Is that Cole? Cole pitching tomorrow? Is that right? I don't have the. I believe it's Cole and Eduardo Rodriguez tomorrow. We'll be on the air at six twenty-five. Ooh, that's a <laughs> nice curveball right oh, there. One away. Down. Sits him down, looking. Is this the part of the broadcast where I should give the uh, scoreboard? Yeah, it's absolutely. Pivotal, yeah. pivotal part of the game. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Um, Braves were powered by Dansby Swanson, Dansby Swammy Swanson, <laughs> Dansby Swanson Grand Slam as they handed the Phillies their third loss in a row. Charlie Martin, Charlie Morton with the winner with, with the ah, Jesus, not as easy as it as it looks. <laughs> yeah, all the shit you've ever given Susan, you can't give the scores. <laughs> ah, the fucking Rays came back and won. I gave the Indians out as a pick tonight. Here's Rays. What did I? What the fuck did I say? They come from behind. They were down three nothing early in this game. They're down four one. They score one. I was probably the rally was fucking happening as I was talking about it. <laughs> they score one in the seventh. They score two in the ninth to tie it. One in the tenth, and they win five four in extras. Unbelievable. That pissed me off twofold because I had the Indians and fuck the Rays. End of the Rays. Yeah. Uh, that's there's a line drive to left field that's in there for a base hit. Gardner Fields and Verdugo is on with a one-out single. Verdugo's third hit of the game. Can't get him out tonight. Too much plate there. Oh, completely missed his spot. Uh, really missed his spot. He was, he was setting it up inside, and the ball just over the middle of the plate. Nice and easy. Grooved it to left field. And so the tying run comes to the plate in the form of Robert Dahlbeck. One for three on the night, hitting from the right side of the plate. Bobby Dahlbeck. Looks like like the kid who's just a year too old to be on his little league team. Strike one. (laughs) Outside corner. From the uh, Todd Frazier collection. Tom's River, New Jersey. (laughs) Kevin Ploiecki on deck. Oof. Kevin Bowlecki has more hair on his face than Bobby Dahlbeck will ever have on his face. <laughs> Where'd Bobby Dahlbeck come from? Texas? Swing and a miss will be an 0-2 to Dahlbeck. Again, high heat here. Do not want to give yeah, him anything where he can extend his arms. Or even bounce one here. I would only bounce on if you're going to throw something. Uh, I would not do that. And it's yeah, a line drive to center good. field. Oh, boy. Line drive to center field, and Red Sox have something going here. Oh, man, i got to sign off for this fucking <laughs> Before this fucking happens, while I'm doing this. Or Kevin Pulwacki ends it. Yeah, before I'm doing the thing here, i got to – Oh, that's a terrible pitch. I mean, uh, that's the second one this inning. 
0-2 pitch where he just threw one down the middle. Yeah. He was lucky he got it back. Bobby Dalback, you goof. Cardinals moved to a game over 500. <laughs> As they uh, handed the Cubs, who were about to have a fire sale, another loss. 3-2 Cardinals. Kung Hwan Kim earned his fifth straight win on his 34th birthday. Congratulations and happy birthday. <laughs> no score in Seattle. Between the A's and the Mariners, Sean Manaya going up against Chris Flexen. My meeting on the mound just about over. And Polecki steps up to the dish. Green struggling. Oh, again, misses his spot. Again, uh, Brantley set up uh, up and in, and the ball was down. The ball was in his wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Pollucky pops it back. Foul. And this is what you get when you try and stay away from your A-team, you know? As bad as they've been. Chapman and Britton. Yeah. Bullpen isn't quite as long on a night like tonight. Yeah, this is tough, man. Seeing it, just watching it slip away. Ah, just, it's a fucking slow death, man. Yeah, it is Chinese, if, Chinese water torture. If he was making good, by the times, if he was making good pitches, <laughs> I feel a lot better about it. Here's the old one to pull up. Uh, curveball ripped into left field. Gardner right on it. A couple steps to his right. <laughs> the catch two away. Uh, Green is not not making it easy. Not, not making it look pretty. That was a hard hit ball. It was not a pop up by any stretch of the imagination. You got a little bit under that. We're looking at it, looking at a, at least a run, maybe a tie ball game that bangs off the wall the right way. And now we have uh, Jaren game on the shoulders of Kike oh. Hernandez, ex Dodger, I believe. Was he in the Mookie Betts trade? He certainly was. Yeah. Yep. Kike Verdugo, probably another guy in there. Definitely missed his spot there, but that was a strike. Fastball inside, called for a ball. Getting squeezed a little bit. All right, hasn't yeah, he's been missing his spot, so the ump's not going to give him. uh, Not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, when when the catcher has to reach across the length of the plate, it's never good. No, Uh, you just hope that Green gets lucky here. Yeah, I mean, he's just uh, that ball is ripped. Field, Gardner back off, bounces one hop off the wall. Florial fields and fires it in, and it is a tie ball game in Boston. That's uh, he's playing with fire, and that's what Chad, happened. Chad Green does his best Adam Adovito impression, and now he hopes to finish the job. Yeah, just get us to the tent to try and prolong our death, our inevitable death. Unbelievable. Un-fucking-believable. Another tailor-made fastball right down Broadway. He's lucky it didn't go over the monster. It was ripped, ripped in the gap. Well, is he lucky? Again, just prolonging the death. 
terrible. I mean, just find ways to lose. Now we got to sit here and watch Devers put one. Uh, uh, he's, you know. on a sm- he's on a rip, this one. It's no, I'll probably like hit a ground ball against the shift or something. Oh, yeah. Well, so, everybody's, everybody's been on green <laughs> so much. I don't, I don't think he's being anything besides a line drive someplace. Yeah. Uh, stand by. He should have left Luis Sessa. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, he couldn't have done much worse. Hangs a curveball for a strike that Devers took. Just waiting for the right curveball to mash. They go to the sixth in L.A. Dodgers hold a 3-1 lead over the Giants. Oof, Devers swinging out of his shoes. Trying to, and trying to sweep the series with one swing of the bat. To help, yeah. Well, throw it up there again. Throw it higher. <laughs> yeah, I mean, where was that high fastball? The last three yeah. fucking hitters. Or bounce it. Oh. Uh, and to the tenth we go. Just kept them in the ballpark. Oh, I mean, you have got to take advantage when the Red Sox give you that, man. I mean, for Christ's sake, Chad. Fucking pathetic. All right, well, enough of that shit. I don't want to be on the air when they actually do lose the game, so. No. Let me get this out for uh, the world to listen to, and I'll talk to you later, my man. All right. All right, peace.